Can you hear me? Yes, Master. Where is Padme? Is she safe? Is she all right? It seems in your anger, you killed her. I... I couldn't. She was alive. I felt it. You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the capital less than 12 parsons. Hey everyone, my name is Danny and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. Uh, today, uh, unfortunately, I was not able to be joined by my co-host, Heather. Um, she was feeling a little under the weather, uh, but the show must go on. And so she is greatly missed, uh, but I am joined by my lovely wife, Kristen. Hey, guys. So many of you, ha- if you've heard any of our prior episodes, um, you know Kristen has joined us uh, before uh, for our Who is Snoke episode, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, and so she's going to join us again for this topic today. Um, now, this is going to be for our Holocron Book Club. So this is a first for Kristen. <laughs> yeah, she's never joined us for a book club. Um, but before we start our major book series uh, for A New Dawn, uh, right before the Rebels premiere, um, which, by the way, officially announced October 16th. Now, I've, I've suckered you into Rebels. <laughs> you have, once again, sucked me into everything <laughs> star wars rebels but but you love it clone though. wars the comics and your life is better for it debatable <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> but are so are, so far are you enjoying rebels where, where are we at in the seasons um we just got to season two we're a few episodes in mm-hmm. um so are you enjoying it so far i am I'm enjoying it very much. I think it's very interesting. I think it's uh, it's crazy how it's <laughs> been 15 years after Order 66, and now we're going back and kind of seeing some of the stuff that happened in between all that. Mm-hmm. So. so, hopefully, we'll have you caught up by October 16th. That's the goal here, so that way she can enjoy all of it in its glory with all of us. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. We can binge watch it. <laughs> So, yes, so October 16th is the official Star Wars Rebels um, release date. Um, And also another set of news that we got just yesterday. Um, The director for Episode Nine, Colin Trevorrow, he has uh, left the project. Oh, I saw that, but I didn't click on it. (laughs) You're not going to give no clicks. No, I saw it on, you know, Google likes to suggest things to you Mm -hmm. when you open it up. Well, mine does it all the time. So it always suggests Star Wars, because apparently I Google a lot of Star Wars. Um, And it popped up, and I didn't see who it was or what it was, really. I just figured it was something like that. So Colin Trevorrow, I don't know if you recognize the name, he's the one that did uh, Jurassic World. He's the director for Jurassic World. (laughs) So, um... So yeah, so he and Lucasfilm have uh, split ways due to creative differences. So, well, the thing that's is... That's like the nice way of saying we're not getting along. <laughs> well, and that's also what they had uh, said um, that Lord and Miller had left Han Solo for. Yeah, so I was say, that's not the first time they've said, wait, we had mm-hmm. to part ways because of creative differences. So, so my thing is, and I'm kind of wondering... And this is not a episode about Colin Trevorrow, but it was oh, just but something. But it is. We're going into his background <laughs> and his history and all types of things. But what it makes me think of, so it, it kind of makes you wonder, 
Now, is it, like you said, is it just, hey, we can't get along or whatever, or is it that Lucasfilm really is taking treasure to their stories and wanting to make sure that they're done right? I mean, so far, personally, I don't believe that we've had a bad Star Wars movie. Now, some can argue the prequels and all that kind of stuff. I still love the prequels and all their cheesy glory. Um, I loved Rogue One, loved Force Awakens. Um, I haven't had anything or experienced anything bad out of Disney. Maybe I'm just a Disney drone or Disney clone. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we even discussed the other day, too, where you were asking me what my favorite Star Wars movies, and I really couldn't name any of them to you, but I could describe them <laughs> to you, and I think we came to the conclusion that, um, which ones did I like? We talked about it. Uh, you love Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, but they were all like... Actually, they were all the prequels. It was any order of three, two, and one. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it's was like, oh. Yeah. But I mean, it, okay. and that's the thing is like, I think that Lucasfilm cares about their story points and cares what they put out. And I mean, obviously they're making God knows how much money um, on all of this stuff. I mean, Force Friday 2 just passed and I'm sure there was a huge, huge turnout for that. Um, I mean, I, I joined in a little. I wasn't there at midnight. <laughs> right. but, um But I mean, as far as... Um, as far as with the the splits in the directors and things like that, I mean, I, I feel like it's Lucasfilm really watching out for their stuff. Yeah, I think they're being picky. I mean, obviously, this has been going on for be quite too. a while. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, they have a they have a ton of stuff on Star Wars. Like, you can't walk into any store and not see something related to Star Wars. Like, you just can't. Like, you're gonna find Star Wars something, even if you're in a makeup store. I promise you, you will find something <laughs> Star Wars or something that remind you of it at least. It, yes. Um, but I mean, they have so many, there's so many aspects of it. You have comics, books, you have shows, the movies, mm-hmm. um, you have non-canon stuff, which I honestly never read any of it, so I don't know. Well, I got my first uh, Extended Universe book for Force Friday. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I got Kenobi, so hopefully maybe we'll see a book club coming over that soon. Um, with the whole rumor of the Kenobi film coming back around, I know it was here quite a few years back, but it, with it coming back around... Um, I saw a great deal on the uh, Legends version of the book, um, and so I'm extremely excited about it. So hopefully all uh, you guys will get to hear a little bit about that in the future. Right. Heather swears by that book. So. Kenobi? <laughs> yes, yeah, she oh, loves that it? book. Oh, oh, she loves it. Yeah. It's been out for quite some time. But yeah, she, you know, she loves that book. I um, just wanted to go ahead and say I want the Leia book really bad. So um, if anyone <laughs> wants to give give that to me or buy it for me, I will gladly send you my address. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. No, the two new canon books look really exciting. But, yeah. yeah. But getting into our topic for today uh, for our Holocron Book Club uh, for something a little unusual that we don't normally do, uh, we're going to the comic books. Uh, Marvel Comics, Darth Vader. Not the first run, the most recent run. Enter my wife's favorite Star Wars song. You're going to get a suit. You need to calm down with that. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure I was off key, I promise. <laughs> um, Line it so up. Yeah. They don't sound the same. <laughs> I swear it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we're going to be talking about the Darth Vader comics. Now, so far, we only have, as of when we're recording this, uh, the first four issues. Uh, so, issues one through four of the newest Darth Vader run. Are there more than four? There will be. Ooh, yeah. Oh, it's like, not Right over. now, there's, I mean, no, honestly. Right, yeah. As of recording it this night, uh, there are only four issues okay. out. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm we are sure. up to date with it. Okay, that's what I was making yeah. sure. Like, if there's a fifth one, we're going to buy it and read it real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> right now. It, it, right. Um, 
So yeah, well, that gives you a little preview into what we're looking at. So yeah, so we're going to go over Darth Vader 1 through 4, so the newest run of Darth Vader, um, which has been really interesting because it starts immediately at the same point as Revenge of the Sith, which is really cool. Happens to be your favorite. One One of my favorites, favorites too. All right, so we have the comic open up with the infamous no scene from Revenge of the Sith, which is really, really cool to see because, I mean, we have no time between the comic and the movie. Um, which is really exciting because, I mean, Star Wars is pretty much about filling in the gaps everywhere. <laughs> and this time, yeah, and this time we have no gaps, which is really cool. Um, and so we've got the part where, like, in the movie he's telling him that in his anger he killed Padme and everything. And this continues and uh, Vader actually, like, force pushes um, Palpatine in his anger. Shoves him back, crushes the whole, almost like leaves like a... Like a bubble around him. Like uh, if you've ever played The Force Unleashed, one of those powers that they did where it was like a, a force, I don't even know what it was called, it was like an explosion of some kind. He'd pull him in and then shoot him back out kind of thing. Is kind of what it made me think of. Um, and uh, Palpatine, or uh, Vader tells Palpatine, he's like, you told me you could save her. And so he actually challenges him, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then Palpatine basically says, well, you chose a different path. And nothing, uh, nothing in the dark side could save her now. She's right. gone. Which he's a little snot. <laughs> right. Like we know you've been playing this game the whole time, Palpatine. You never had a chance of saving her anyway. <laughs> um. But yeah. But he goes through and uh, tells her that he couldn't. Have, she couldn't have been saved. That Vader was the one that basically killed her. Just like in the movie, um, that Vader was the one that killed her. He made he made that choice. So yeah, so he's going through and basically trying to play it off as if Padme never had a chance, which is insane. Which, I mean, obviously, as the viewers, we kind of had that feeling to begin with anyways, and but he's still manipulating him even further on from that. Um, but I, I thought something was really interesting, though, because Vader, as soon as Palpatine tells him that he chose a different path, Vader basically concedes. And he's just like, I must have. Yeah. Instead of remembering that that's not how he left it or anything like that. Which I guess the only thing he'd really truly remember out of all of that is that he left Padme unconscious on that platform. But I mean, it, it leads to a really interesting scene where Palpatine is like, oh, you poor baby. And then whips around real quick. And he's like, where's your lightsaber? And starts like sh- shocking him and all this other kind of stuff. Lighting his lightsaber and everything, and uh, he's like, oh, I lost it to Obi-Wan, and kind of recaps that whole thing. I don't know if that's where you were going, but I know Palpatine makes a comment, and even says something along the lines of, uh, of that lightsaber belonged to a Jedi, and all the Jedis are dead, or mm-hmm. something like that, too, yeah. and so, kind of starts could, the whole, you need a new lightsaber. Right, because Anakin was referring to his own lightsaber. Right. And he's the one that puts that in his head, that Anakin's dead. Right. And well, all the Jedi are dead. Right. So that's not your weapon. So where's your lightsaber? Like, he, I mean, he's being a, a punk to him, really. <laughs> like, be, just being rude. Like, you you know the answer, dude. Like, right. <laughs> he's just trying to, I mean, he's just having enjoyment shocking him, basically. <laughs> electrifying him with the force. <laughs> but in school, I was told there was no such thing as a stupid question. <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, it goes through all that and everything, and then uh, Palpatine gets super aggressive, and I thought it was, like, the coolest line of the first issue, where he whips around and puts his lightsaber to uh, oh Vader's gosh, throat, yes. and he's like, if you ever touch me with the Force again, I'll finish what Kenobi couldn't. Right. And I, I was like, Ooh. Like, I got chills the first time I read that. And I was like, oh, as, as if Anakin needed more burn. 
Hold on, I'll get my aloe. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so, I mean, it, it's it's weird because, like, you can tell how manipulative Palpatine is. It's just odd seeing Anakin fall for it. Um, I guess it's maybe because we know Palpatine and know what he's about. But, like, literally jumping from, if you ever touch me with the Force again, I'll kill you, to, but you're my friend. <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, I don't know how many friends I got who would just be like, do it again, I'll kill you. Right. Oh, hey, you want to go hang out this weekend? We chill? All right. <laughs> Should we go out to eat? Grab, grab a bite later? <laughs> but yeah, and so, I mean, it's just, it's kind of it, crazy seeing that manipulation just jumping back and forth. Um, it's just, it's really just kind of wild to see. You know, and to kind of touch on that, I think it's more crazy because we, we've kind of seen that throughout the whole movie. I mean, you see the whole time where Palpatine's kind of playing the puppet game. Anyway, to Anakin. Oh, that's the whole prequel trilogy, yeah. Okay, also, so you see that the whole time, so I think it's not m- as much as the whole manipulation. I think it's more of more of Anakin just taking it for what it is. Well, and then on top of that, Palpatine's basically been his father figure. Like, I mean, he and Obi-Wan were close, but at the same time, Anakin did resent Obi-Wan to a degree because he felt like he held him back. Like, right. he didn't truly believe in him, and he would ask things of him that even it, even though Obi-Wan would say, hey, I'm not asking, it's the Jedi Council. Um, I mean, at the same time, it was just kind of like, why would you ask me to do that? Right. Like, spying on Palpatine, things like that and everything. I mean, Anakin, if and I still stand by this, if, if they would have let Anakin in on what they were doing and what was actually going on and not been so afraid of him for no reason at all, not even so much as mistrusting him for no reason at all. I mean, things for no reason at all. Let's just make that very clear right now. (laughs) I mean, it's just kind of like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, right. It was just like, well, we're going to be afraid of him. And because he's this, 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 this. And it's just like, what? Anakin doesn't, has done nothing to betray your trust. He's done nothing to make you feel like he would ever betray the Jedi order at all. If anything, he was the one that tried to uphold it the most. Right. Uh, when, pa- when, he, when Palpatine revealed that he was a Sith Lord to him, the first thing he said was, I'm going to get the Jedi Order. Like, I'm going to get the Council. This is, you're a Sith Lord. This is wrong. Right. He was all on board until Palpatine started enticing him with, I know the visions you've been having. I can save her. Kind of things like that. And about power of the Jedi and all that. Or power of the Sith and things like that. Right, and I, uh, I also think, too, I mean, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I feel like I remember this in the movies. I mean, I had only watched them, like, one time each, though. Shame on you. I know, shame <laughs> on me. I'll get better, I swear. Um, but I'll, I, I'll fix that, guys. But I thought I remember, like, certain scenes, too, where Palpatine would be talking to Anakin, and he would, like, kind of touch his shoulder and be like, my boy, mm-hmm. or my son, or oh, yeah. he would, like, I don't know, I don't want to say he would stroke his ego, because I don't feel like it was an ego thing. I feel like it was a wanting to feel wanted yeah, kind of thing exactly. because he didn't feel like the Jedi wanted him. Mm-hmm. He just felt like a nuisance kind of because even when um, Qui-Gon found him, I'm pretty sure Obi-Wan was like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? He, he even compared him to Jar Jar. We picked up another one. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So like, I think it was that he just wanted that attachment to something. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And Palpatine gave him what he wanted, kind of. Oh, yeah. He filled that void. Right. Um, and, and that's where it ended up going south is that he didn't have a father figure but he found one in Palpatine right so yeah so and and moving forward from that scene uh, I know we harped on that one for quite some time it was really awesome though I mean you gotta admit it was really really cool um 
But also in that first issue, um, we get uh, a little bit about the Kyber Crystals, um, which is new because now we, we've seen kind of the harping on the Kyber Crystals throughout the Clone Wars uh, animated series, uh, a little bit in Rebels. Um, we even got it in Rogue One, um, talking about the strongest stars have hearts of Kyber. Um, so w- w- there's a lot of focus on the Kyber Crystals as a whole in the in Star Wars in general, Whereas in the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, there really wasn't that much of a, a focus on them. Now we're getting it even more in the comics. Um, right. with like talking lightsabers about, just appeared out of nowhere. Right. And, and that's the thing. is like it, It's always been known that, oh, the bad guys have red ones. That's just what's always happened. But we've never really gotten a canon explanation for it. Right. Um, there's all these explanations in the EU and things like that. But for the new canon, uh, since Disney took over and everything, uh, we never got an explanation for it. Um, I really like this explanation as far as where it's basically saying that the kyber crystals are alive, that they can feel because they're a living thing. It Um, makes sense because the whole aspect of the force is it's a living thing, isn't it? Yeah, it abides in all living things. Right. Um, The kyber crystals are a Jedi's weapon because the kyber crystals, like, basically harness the force. Uh, But it harnesses the force through the user. And that's the coolest thing about it. And so... In the comic now, we actually get a explanation for why they're red. Uh, it's kind of sad if you think about it too, but um, I just want to say I feel like the Kyber crystal is like the Sorting Hat. From the Sorting Hat, <laughs> <laughs> in a sense, because think about it. it: the Sorting Hat puts you in different classes, and kind of like the Kyber crystal, it knows. So if you're Sith, it's going to give you a red one. If you're good, it's going to give you a... We've only seen one purple one, though. Just saying. That That's because Sam that I know Jackson of. said, I'm the only one. <laughs> he can be the only one. Um, and then we see blue and green. So, I mean, there's not as many houses or, you know, to go into there, but... I think you're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on Harry Potter. No, I'm just kidding. You I mean, you're that. not wrong because the Kyber Crystals do choose their users. Um, I was actually watching that episode in the... Um, they did. I don't know watching that with Clone Wars. Yeah. Was it Clone Wars? That was Rebels. It was Clone Wars. Oh, I don't know watching well, they said all these little kids the with Yoda, yeah. and they all go mm-hmm. in. And he's like trying to scare him, like in, in twelve hours you're gonna be locked in forever. <laughs> and really, it's not what happens. But I know they end up going. They keeps telling him just to use the Force, and mm-hmm. he doesn't really tell him what to do. I know they end up having to face like their worst fear, isn't it? Yeah. Something like um, that. Because there's one kid who doesn't like fears, going yeah. up real high. It's like heights. Mm-hmm. So he ends up having to crawl up real high to get his. And then one is not patient. Gunji, the uh, the Wookie, which is my favorite one. Right. I He's not that patient, one. but then <laughs> so has to cute. learn patience. Right. Um, and wait for the ice to freeze over in order to get to his uh, and things like that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the Kyber Crystals do choose their users. Now, with the Sith, though, we found out something different. Is that it's not necessarily that they choose them, they take them. Yeah, these are like blood diamonds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, in, in, it's it's strange because so, essentially, they can change the color of the saber to red. Um, it's kind of the same thing that Ahsoka did in the Ahsoka novel. If you haven't read it, I'm sorry. Spoiler coming up. Just pause it, skip it, whatever. Um, but it, the same thing that Ahsoka did in the, in the Ahsoka novel um, with the Inquisitor. She got an Inquisitor's lightsaber, and she purged it, and it became white. Oh. So, yeah. Spoiler. Didn't know that. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> um, okay. So, it's kind of, a, it. kind of a reverse process where the Sith act, or whoever with the red lightsaber basically bleed the kyber crystal. They put their pain, their rage, which 
is typical of a kyber crystal because it does feel you and it it, it kind of becomes you right kind of and, thing. it and, attaches to you i guess is the best right way to say and it. Yeah, yeah even as he's you know as Palpatine's telling him he has to go do this um even as Palpatine's telling him he has to go do all this though um one of the things that i'm not sure if you're about to touch on this and this is too early i'm sorry but he was he told him that you've been given a gift mm-hmm. he says pain he says you can use it or you can die mm-hmm. definitely and so, so, I mean, and then I think that's when he sends him on his way it does, to find the lightsaber. Yeah. That's when he does. That's when he tells him that he has to go. He's like, well, how do I get a lightsaber? Right. And he's like, well, you have to go kill a Jedi. And he's like, well, you killed all the Jedi. How am I supposed to do that? <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> and then Palpatine, the little jerk, I swear that I left you a ship here. There was a ship here, wasn't there? <laughs> and it was just like, really, guy? Like, <laughs> you dropped off a nice, a really nice ship in the middle of nowhere and just expected it not to be taken. Almost. Like, <laughs> and um, he just drops him off and he walks alone. Yep. I was trying to think of that song. I was about to sing for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, the Kyber crystals are alive. Uh, you have to bleed them in order to turn them red. Um, and also, additionally, you have to actually steal it from a Jedi. You have right. to take it from a Jedi. So basically, encouraged to kill the Jedi. Because at one point in issue two, we actually see Vader pick up another lightsaber. And it's like, oh man, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. And then he dropped it. Yeah, but I don't mm-hmm. remember why he dropped it. Well, he was using it against the clones. That's right. Yeah, he was using it against That's the right. clones. And that was the thing is that he didn't win that one. He didn't steal it. He didn't take it from him in battle or anything like that. Right. Um, and just to kind of reverse real quick, I'm not sure if you want to just try to plug this in or not, but one of the things I found really interesting in the, like this could be the last thing, um, in, ep- not episode one, wow, in the first issue. First issue. Thank mm-hmm. you. I don't read comics. So sorry, y'all. I was going to say, like, book one. Um, <laughs> and the first issue is when that guy is, like, on that stage, like, rallying mm-hmm. everyone, saying that Palpatine's done it. He's, um... The Jedi traitor. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and as he's sitting here, like, chanting and saying these things, you see them emptying lightsabers into this giant, like, circular mm-hmm. oven, I guess, <laughs> it's essentially what it ends up being, because it, like, disintegrates... Mm-hmm. Um, all the lightsabers they put into it, and I guess it's, you know, their way of cleansing the world mm-hmm. of Jedi or something. Well, and, and that's the thing is, like, and you and I kind of talked about this the other night when we were watching Rebels, um, that it was kind of, it was interesting that 15 years after Order 66, which is where Rebels takes place, right. all of a sudden the Jedi are a myth. Right. It hasn't been an entire generation of any kind. It hasn't been a millennia. I mean, it hasn't even been... 20 years yet i know they've and, done some serious cleanup yeah and so all of a sudden at the word jedi yeah like at one point i'm sorry if you hadn't seen it but at one point um after Kanan gets captured by mm-hmm. um the inquisitor the in- or yeah was it, yeah no it wasn't the inquisitor it was a uh, who was it because it, it was the inquisitor so sorry all right it was the inquisitor after he gets captured by the inquisitor um you see the rebels kind of trying to figure out what to do, and mm-hmm. that's when they're still talking to the. Well, they go and they see Vizago. Yeah, well, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Looking for help because yeah, hiding. yeah, and he even like it's kind of funny because he kind of doubts that he should even say it. Um, Ezra does, mm-hmm. and then he's got um, Sabine and Zeb in his back corners, you know, and he's they're like. I feel like they're just kind of like, no, man, no, man, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> but then Ezra's just like, Kanan's a Jedi. 
And the dude man just like bust out laughing like there's like it was a joke like it was yeah. a practical joke like he it was the funniest thing he heard all week like mm-hmm. and it was just crazy to like watch that and be like like it hadn't been that long man well and that's the thing is that I mean it was a a mass execution like I mean I get it all of them were literally wiped off the face well most all of them were wiped off the face of the planet. Like, I mean, it was it was intense. It was huge. Right. And then on top of that, they're branded as traitors. Um, and then even going forward into a- issue two, we see the clones are collecting Jedi things from a, a, an outpost that they found or that was on, on record or whatnot. But they're collecting all of the Jedi things, uh, cataloging them and things like that. Um, one even starts playing with the lightsaber that ends up killing them all. <laughs> um, joking about him being a Jedi and the clones are, I don't know, if you were a Jedi, you'd be dead. Um, like, it's it's serious. Um, but it, it kind of makes me think of, so, I mean, obviously, the Empire is very, um, very keen on indoctrinating their people and things like that. Uh, the Empire is your friend and all this other kind of stuff. Join the Empire. If you see it, report it. Kind of mess like that. Um, and it's almost as if they've wiped out any trace of the Jedi ever. Like, it's just rumors and myths and best bedtime stories now. Right. Um, but to do that in just a few years' time is nothing short of impressive. And it's kind of scary. Right. Um, but I mean, essentially in these comics, that's what we see them start to do. Um, with the, uh, the burning of all the lightsabers at the foot of the temple... Um, and then we have the clones that are gathering up everything. Now, whether it's Jedi secrets that Palpatine's looking for or just looking to erase the Jedi altogether, I think it's more of a race. But, I mean, I, I still think that's fairly interesting. Right. Um, one of the things, too, that I thought was uh, interesting to kind of... Because I don't think we... I could be wrong. You really can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, one of the things I don't remember taking place during the movies was that part, um, which we obviously know that obviously the clones, um, don't necessarily become extinct, but they retire them. That's one of the things we just touched in rebels Mm -hmm. was when he says that they retired us all. Um, and even in that second illustration, um, you see where the guy actually even says, um, he's like, Oh, I heard they're raising up the last of the clones. And then, they're sending us away or something. Right. Yeah. They're shutting down the Camino uh, station. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, Oh, which, I mean, we knew that, I guess, but mm-hmm. I guess you don't ever really, you don't live in the time of it, I guess. You know, like I'm saying, you hear, like, with Rex, was it Rex? Yeah, it was It Rex. says, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they they retired us or whatever, and then mm-hmm. other than that, you just know that next thing is Stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. So. Right. And, and it's interesting to hear what the clones think about it, too, because even though they're with that chip in their head and everything, if you go by Clone Wars, uh, with the chip in their head that executed Order 66 in their minds, um... I mean, even these clones are like, well, we're never going to see battle again. Um, I mean, if they just put us in the battle, they'd know what we're worth. And maybe we could uh, become one of the Red Guard, uh, the Royal Guard stand next to Palpatine, which makes me wonder if the Red Guard are clones, like in canon. I don't know that. If you know that, please let us know, email us, tweet us, whatever. Comment. Yes, comment, um, anything. Let us know know if you know the answer to that. Um, but it was just an interesting kind of tidbit where he was like, well, maybe we could stand next to the Emperor and be one of those, have one of those uh, red helmets, I think is what he yeah, called it. Yeah, that's what a, they kept referring to the red was helmets. they wanted a red helmet. I thought it was kind of cute that they actually had dreams to, like, be more. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cute, and it's like, <laughs> You go, sir. nameless clone. Uh. <laughs> well, his name was K. 
kick kicker kicker yeah yeah i don't know what the other one's names was i'm sure they said it but that's the only one that was like kicker like who thought of that i guess it's not any different than like rex or yeah i don't know so yeah so and, and then a couple things leading up into that um now we get to see vader coming in on that outpost and now you had something that you thought was really cool Yes. Well, you know, after Vader gets into the ship and he starts flying that direction, which actually, I guess he's going towards that research data because mm-hmm. he obviously was a Jedi, so he knows how to find things. Yeah, and um, they're astonished that he can open the doors and he knows the codes to open the doors. Right. Um, <laughs> one of the things that kind of caught my attention was when he's flying um, and he's taking out the ships and stuff. Um, one of the couple of things actually was i think one of the little robots was or maybe it was just his machine i don't know what it was really and truly but one of the things like kind of talked to him and was like oh i can set up the guns behind you because that's where they are and he kind of makes this comment like i know where they are i can feel them mm-hmm. i can feel their pain i can mm-hmm. feel their fear or something like that and i was just yeah. kind of like oh vader no oh yeah um but and he even goes so far as to tell them to not transmit the codes because he has the proper clearance codes in order to be able to enter and he's like i can go ahead and do that for you and Vader doesn't answer, and he's like, um, Master, I can go ahead and do that for you. Right. And then Vader just answers, no. He's like, oh, do it. No. <laughs> um, but the other cool thing was as he's, you know, flying around doing his stuff out there, one of the clones inside is like, wow, I haven't seen someone fly like that since. And I think it kind of ends right there, and it's it like, dot, dot, dot. And then one of the guys is like, don't. The Jedi are all dead. So, so like what that. did you think they were going to say? I mean, I was pretty sure if he would have finished that sentence, he was going to say, I haven't seen someone fly like that since Anakin. Because mm-hmm. Anakin was General not Skywalker. as a... Well, yeah, yeah. Same guy. You know, General Skywalker. <laughs> was known as a, like, phenomenal pilot. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I and I really... I know we got a lot of Anakin story. And I guess I probably just need to read. Because I'm sure there's something that tells me more about Anakin. My love. Um, but... <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's not my love, <laughs> but yes, I'm, he is. <laughs> I'm sure there's something out there that tells me more about him. But and I guess Rebel watching Rebel, no Clone Wars, watching Clone Wars too will probably give me more to it. But I mean, you know him as being a great pilot, but in order, like I don't know, I think it's crazy to think that someone, even after Order sixty six, is like, whoa, that reminds me. You know, it's speculating, obviously, but if he were to say Anakin, like it's mm-hmm. crazy to think that he would know. That he someone made such as, a mark that he was that remembered. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, he's made history. Like, yeah, really, right. But, <laughs> obviously not, because all the Jedi are like, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I, did, I did like that, though, because it left it open to be, oh, it's just a Jedi. And it's almost like, don't say Jedi. But, I mean, I'm with you. I think that he was going to say since General Skywalker. Right. Um, and that's when he was like, no, don't say that. It's not true. All the Jedi are dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's all that he really can say is all the Jedi are dead, which Anakin was known as a Jedi. Right. General Skywalker was a Jedi. I wonder if it's the same thing. I don't know. It, for anybody who's watched Westworld, I wonder if it's the same kind of thing uh, with how he's like, don't say that the Jedi are dead, where they, um, where it's something that the uh, hosts don't understand. And it well, that doesn't look like anything to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it reminded me of <laughs> it was like don't say that the jedi are all dead hey the jedi are all dead hey, doesn't look like anything to me <laughs> malfunction malfunction <laughs> right <laughs> but then we get to get to see vader just literally just go into town on all the clones like they're like he's not a jedi he can't be they're all dead there it is again right <laughs> um and then um there he picks up a lightsaber he starts getting at him and everything what's interesting though is the clones hit him 
Right. Well, that's one of the things I actually mentioned, too. And I guess we'll kind of see it, you know, we'll talk about it more as we go on through the comics. But um, even in the first episode, or God, see, this is what's wrong with me. I don't read comics, y'all. The first issue, um, <laughs> even in the first issue, you see where he gets hit by those guys that are looking at that ship. And they're like, oh, look at that ship. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And Vader pops over the thing. It's like, huh, no. Um, but you even see when they start shooting at him, he gets hit. Yeah. And even one of the guys is like, oh. I hit him. Yeah. I just imagine that's how his voice would sound, but I don't know for sure. I just, that's how I kind of read it. From the deep outer rim. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I just kind of imagine it would be kind of rusty, I guess, you know. <laughs> his name would probably be Rusty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I just, you know, uh, you even see where he gets hit there. And then in the second issue, you see him get hit again by the stormtroopers. And, oh, see, they're not even stormtroopers, y'all. They're clone troopers. He gets hit by the clones. Um, and I think it's kind of crazy, too, that the clones didn't even stop to be like, whoa, hey, man, who are you? They were just like, who is that guy? <laughs> Intruder alert. Intruder. No, we must shoot him. why he had the codes or anything. No, they just were like, <laughs> oh, he must be a Jedi. Shoot him. And then, as you know, they're just like, pew, 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 pew. No questions asked. <laughs> I mean, they're hot off the execution of every single Jedi, so I'd imagine they're a little trigger-happy. I just need to know what kind of Jedi they've seen in that all-black uniform. <laughs> I've literally never seen a Jedi dressed like that. All shapes and sizes. But yeah, and so, I mean, like he's literally clearing out the room, right. and um, he gets to the data center where he's looking for, we find out he's looking for a Jedi um, that may have survived. Um, right, because there's a the barash vow. Yeah, some, as I said, there's a weird B word that yeah, and it's kind of like a vow that they take. I don't remember. I don't remember. Basically, I it's it like so to real. remove themselves from the order, um, where they don't inter- intervene in any affairs or anything like that. They kind of like just, live in peace, like in the outer yeah, rim or something. Just in in the force. It's all it is. They train, and it's just basically a promise not to act. Right. Which is odd. I don't know why someone would take something like that. But, I, don't, I don't either because you yeah. think like, I, mean, I think it's a great idea to kind of be like, oh, we need these guys, you know, kind of out there just kind of laying low, playing it cool. But then at the same time, you would think that when something like this would happen, it would almost be like an alarm would sound Activate or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then all of them would kind of come in. But I guess, I guess in a situation where literally they're focusing just on Jedi to wipe out, they wouldn't. Be like, hey, come sacrifice your life. Cool, and I think that's one of the things that only Anakin would have known of. Or, as far as remaining Jedi, like, it's not like something that Palpatine's like, oh yeah, by the way, you should go do this. Right, well, that's why he goes there, I think, too, because he remembers that there's this... There's a thing that likely they were untouched. Yeah, Yeah. he had to learn that there was these two different vows, or maybe there's more, but, you know, two different vows we learn of, I guess, during this, Mm -hmm. um, that that Jedi can take, and... He's like, oh, well, I'm going to go figure it out. I was like, I yeah. know. I know there's people that do this, and I need to know where the closest one is that's alive. Oh, definitely. And it leads into a cool scene, too, where uh, one of the clones decide they're going to be sneaky and throw a grenade in. Oh, my God. That little <laughs> robot's like, oh, no. Grenade. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was cool, though, because you get to see the power of Anakin Vader. I mean, you get to see his power in action where he's literally preventing this exploded grenade from I know. exploding. He's just kind of holding it's it. It's already partially apart. And right. he's just holding it, and the clones are like, hey, I've seen this before. He can't do anything. Let's go ahead and put him in binders. I know. If he's a Jedi, <laughs> this is the only thing he could focus on at one time. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm no Jedi, and then takes oh. them both out. Right oh, no, then. you said it wrong, honey. He says, he says, you troopers are wrong. Mm. And they're like, what? <laughs> With their dirt faces. We well, can't see them because they're in helmets. What? 
And the next thing you know, he's like force choking them in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he just breaks their necks. I'm not even sure really. He may just force choke them until they're like eh, dead. <laughs> but and then lets the grenade explode as he walks out in a fire. <laughs> yeah, I thought he did. You um. I thought the interaction between Vader and that little robot was really funny, too. Mm-hmm. This little robot was just trying to be, like, helpful and nice. And he was like, well, I need you to help me narrow down the search. Because I've got, like, one million searches. And then he even goes to say something along the lines of, this could take, like, weeks, if not months, or something to kind of... Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I can start listing it for you. But, <laughs> right. but he's like, this could take months. <laughs> and so he's like, I need something. Because he even... He, I forget what it was. I'm sure you could open up the comic and you could see it. But... The little robot asked him for something, and Vader's like, no, do it, yeah. <laughs> or something. He's, like, really upset and angry at this point. <laughs> and the robot's like, or, or, just hear me out. <laughs> I know, he's like, but listen here, dummy. Like, I need some more information, or we're going to be sitting here for months trying to sort through this. And then finally Vader says something, he's like, I understand. And the little robot's like, all right, calculating. <laughs> and I just thought it was the funniest thing. You're just kind of like, oh, that robot's got some sass, which we see in Rogue One. That K2SO also has some sass. So oh, they're yeah. out there. So does R2 and Chopper. Well, I mean, the best droids have sass. Right. But I thought it was really funny. All the best droids do. It just kind of made me giggle. I was just kind of like, <laughs> the robot's making it mad. Oh, yeah. Well, it's interesting, though, too, because, like, I mean, and going back to how, and even into this next issue that we're about to talk about, um, we see that Vader isn't on the top of his game. Like, I mean, obviously he's fresh out of becoming Vader and everything. He's in pain because Padme's just recently died. Right. Um, he's literally just lost everything. Right. Um, his entire world. Uh, but he he's in pain. He's literally just a walking ball of rage right now. Right. And he's um, definitely, you can see him definitely using that pain. And I think the thing that's slowing him down is he's in this suit. Well, yeah, and I don't feel like he doesn't different. have a, a complete control over his rage. Because if you, if you think about it, so the Vader that we see in these comics, which even though it's a young Vader, compare it to even Rogue One. So saying that's what? Oh, no, I'm definitely, it's definitely years, a different Vader. Years, yeah. Most definitely a different Vader. Right. More than that, because... It has to be more than that. I mean, we don't know. We don't know where Rebels is going to line up, so we don't know Well, I'm exactly just saying Order 66 and Rebels yeah. is 15 years, so... Right. We at least have a few more years, I think, until so we hit certain spots. So he's had some time spots. to become Vader that we know. Um, but it, it's interesting to see that he's not that honed weapon that we see. I mean, obviously, it's going to take some time, I would think. Um, and, but you know, I think he, he's still stuck in the Jedi way, too. I mean, obviously, he's using his rage, which we've seen him as a Jedi use his rage before, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it's... I think he's still trying to, like... I'm trying to not yield control like i don't know like you said kind of control the dark side i think he's still trying to learn because he's well, still trying to yeah well and i think use the it, force and i think some... he's more consumed right now is what it maybe. is fine you win <laughs> my opinions don't matter well, they do matter no um i mean and that's how i felt about it is that he, he's more consumed by his rage to where his rage is controlling him and he's not controlling yet but i feel like we've seen that one before and I don't, I don't know. I guess we don't get a long like snippet of him being really angry at the uh, Tuscans. Oh well, I mean that's pre Vader though. I mean that is him using his full on rage. But if you think about it, what were the Tuscan Raiders really going to do against Anakin Skywalker? I mean, dude's got a lightsaber oh. swinging around on an entire camp. They're going to oh. come at him with what little I mean, sticks and stuff. I mean, I know. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. 
But no, I got you. I mean, and I feel like it's kind of like that rage is what we see. I mean, obviously amplified to like a million because he just lost Padme. Yeah, and he lost um, a leg and an arm. And yeah, he, he, he's a little salty legs, about that. Both of his legs, yes. He lost both his legs and an arm. Yep. Or hand. Was it arm or hand? Uh, He's lost. I don't think he has either one of his arms. Or hands, rather. He had one. It's like, I swear he had one. I thought he had one because I thought he was trying to No, climb. he did. No, that was his uh, robotic hand. That he lost to Dooku. Dang. I didn't realize he lost all that. <laughs> so he lost like all of his limbs. I guess it's such an intense scene. I can't just stare at his limbs, you know. I just have to, like. I know. The, the, you get lost in his yellow eyes, right? So dreamy. <laughs> um, but into issue three, we get to actually see him go toe-to-toe with uh, Kirak and Fila, I believe is how you say it. Yeah. Th- this part to me was really cool because the opening um, in in. In Fila. In Fila. Mm-hmm. Did we do a Google search on that to make sure we're saying it right? Google probably wouldn't even pronounce it right. Correct us if you want to. Um, <laughs> in Fila. We're about to call him Chick-fil-A. Um, I'm just kidding. In Fila, though, um, the opening scene's really cool. Because uh, just like any normal Jedi who's strong in the Force, um, feel things. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he's coming. And he even makes comment to say that because he doesn't know who it is. He just knows someone's mm-hmm. coming. He's like, I feel it. Um, he even makes comment to say it's dark. And cold. And cold, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shiver. <sighs> well, he makes mention, too, that I thought was really interesting. Um, that I kind of feel like speaks to Anakin as a character. Where it was like, because he said he, it was like he took upon all of those deaths to himself. All of that pain on himself. Um, and that's kind of that empathetic part of Anakin where he helped people he could feel for people he knew people were in need now obviously this is not the good side of that little superpower he has um but it's he's it's like self-torture basically so I mean it kind of speaks to Anakin's character that somehow he consumed all this darkness and the 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 murder and death and all of that took it all upon himself and it turned him into what uh Inbila calls him multiple times a monster um like he's something else entirely and that's what i think kind of confuses Infila to a point where he's just like are you a sith or are you something else monster right and stuff like that um can i add something too something that when you said that i just thought about um because you know Infila talks about I think he even talks about a little bit of the pain that he feels, too, or something along those lines. Because he talks about how he could feel, um, like, I don't want to say all the death. Because I don't know if that's really what he said. But he says he could feel all, like, essentially all the death in the Force. When people, like, all the Jedi started falling and dying. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, I mean, if Anakin was in tune with the Force as well as we think he was. I wonder, on top of the Padme pain, I wonder if he felt that pain, too. Even though, because at the point, he was still on Mustafar, was he not? When Order 66 happened? Um, no. Order 66 happened prior Before, to Mustafar. But everyone was still dying was still while he was still yeah. Anakin. He, he was still turning to the Dark Side at this point. But I'm wondering if he felt all that pain and stuff, too, along like along with Padme's pain. I wonder if that's some other pain he felt. It's possible because he's just as connected to the Force as any Jedi. Right. So it's just a matter of how he took it. And if he... I don't know. Like that, that would be interesting because he is very connected to the Force, right? I mean, we see Anakin as like a superpower, basically. Um, so I mean, it's it's but possible. That's also his turning point. Yeah. But I don't know. Would you consider 
So in addition to the death of Padme, he felt the death of everyone else. Right, but what what would you consider the rise of Vader? Would you consider it the part where he comes up on that slab and it's like... I think that's when Anakin becomes, becomes something else altogether. Yeah, but like, um, But no, the rise of Vader happened um, when he pushed Windu out the window. So he may not have felt the pain then. Well, when he cut his hand off, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you consider that the beginning of Vader or do you consider the part where he actually takes over the suit? Cause... No, I, I consider that the beginning of Vader, where he he fends off Mace away from Palpatine. That he probably has, and that's no, when he uh... says, "Rise, Lord Vader." Oh. Um, but I mean, even still, though, like I rise, mean... rise. Sorry, <laughs> but at that point too, he probably doesn't have any remorse then for all the dead Jedi. Then, well, and that's the thing is that I mean, he still could. Doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't have any remorse. He did what he was told to do, um, and because he accepted that I'm a Dark Lord now. That's what's going to happen. Right. Uh, I mean, he killed the entire temple of children. I mean, it's hard to say that he had any remorse because, I mean, he did it so just unmercilessly. And can I just say that Lucasfilm, like, why'd you do that? Like, I feel like if y'all had to go back and remake this movie, y'all should just take that out because I was just wrong. No, I think that cemented Anakin as a I character. I feel like there's something else he could have done, though. I feel like he could have... What's worse than killing a temple full of children? Like, you I don't mean, come I, back from that. I, that's what I'm saying. You well, don't come back. Did, that's not still. the Anakin you know and love. Right. That's the thing is I don't feel like that's something. And I guess that's the turning point. That's why they made it so dramatic. But I feel like he could have killed someone else. Someone else that we know or close to or whatever. Or attempt to kill them that way we see and feel that change without it having to be younglings. I just feel like that's really like. I don't know. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> It just um, hurts my heart. Breaking my heart. But going forward with issue three, um, so we get to see the um, just the sheer focus and strength of Indula. Because when we come up on him, we yes. see he's uh, putting together Padawan traps. First I'd ever heard of them. Um, but it looks like these like uh, mind puzzle kind of things that you'd buy at a gas station or something. <laughs> um, a lot like more intense. Like those magic things that have like, no disconnect. Somehow you have to disconnect them. <laughs> Um, so it's a little bit... It's really what it looked like. Yeah, it's a little bit more than that, obviously, but he's putting together four at once, and even his droid that's with him is like, I feel like that might be unwise. He's like, well, I'm pushing myself to the limits, so let's do this. Because um, he's also uh, a Jedi. The unique thing about him is that he was he has only one purpose, and that's to fight. He was a warrior Jedi, um, which is kind of... Boo on uh, Vader, <laughs> making it a little bit uh, harder on him. Um, but yeah, and so throughout that battle, I mean, Vader is not doing too hot. Just like we said, he, he's really controlled by his rage and not the other way around. And so he ends up really getting his butt handed to him. He really does. Multiple times. He really does. Um, he just doesn't seem focused, I guess, and like we talked about already, it's Probably right. just because of the fact that he's in so much rage mm-hmm. and anger. So. Definitely. Um, and then issue four, wrapping it up. Because, I mean, basically we got in issue three the battle between them. Vader loses. He gets pushed down a mountain. Um. He does. I mean, you see in the battles, you start seeing his cape tear away. Even, I think you even see his He lost his cape. a leg too, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm trying well, to think. broke, right? Yeah, well, you even start seeing his, his cape starts getting tampered, I think, in the second issue. I want to say when those guys are shooting at him, I think. I could be wrong. I mean, it may have had something to do with him blowing up a grenade behind him. 
I don't, maybe. I don't know. I just know you start seeing, if you if you look at his cape during the, the things, you'll see it start kind of tampering. It starts to get ragged. Yeah. Ragged, yeah. Yeah, it starts to get ragged, and he starts losing a lot of it. Um, or if that's symbolic. Sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> um, but he starts losing it. Um, also, you see, uh, as he comes to fight um, in Fila, uh, he has to go through these, like, trials. Um, kind of, I don't remember what Felix says, but he says that you have to climb this mountain or something like that. Yeah, it's the, uh, ma- now I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, but it's Pass Baal. Um, he has to climb it because it's something that, like, it, it's a Padawan rite of passage. Right. It's to, it's to challenge Jedi. Right. And so there's something special to this mountain with the Raptorans that attack Vader and things like that. Oh, don't forget the water. Water yes, happened first. Water. water happened first, and he had to part it. Um, easy peasy. And then he ends up on a bridge, and these like birds, mm-hmm. the raptorans, yeah, mm-hmm. um, come flying. Like three of them, I think, wasn't it? Three or four, something like that. Um, and we really started kind of looking at them in the comic too, and we um, don't know for sure. I don't know if there's anything else that can justify this or not, but we think they look like they're part of the mountain. I think they were, because the way he was crushing them and everything, they were exploding as if they were, like, balls of dust. Yeah. Dirt. Yeah. Um, And so I think they may have been either a species that uh, was of a rock-type kind of thing, um, or part of the mountain. I think it was was part of the mountain, but yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. But you see there, too, those birds tear him up. You Mm -hmm. see, like, the remaining of his cape go away. Um, I think some of his hand... You see some parts of his hand mm-hmm. start well, kind of... Well, he gets of, torn up, yeah. Yeah, he starts getting torn up in his hand. Mm-hmm. And then um, you see, like, all the... He still has his mechanical leg. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of, like, the... I guess the armor, like, the black part of, like, his armor over the mechanical part of his leg is, like, gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's definitely had his butt handed to him, yeah. for sure. Um, he does not do hot. He gets put off, pushed off of the top of that mountain... Um, but what's cool is in the last issue, or the issue four, not the last issue, there's going to be more, um, but in issue four, it opens with Vader rebuilding himself out of another droid. So cool. Yeah, that droid that was with Envila, was, yeah. um, who kept asking him if he wanted to blow the bridge up, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. He's like, do you want me to blow it up now? I'll blow it now. <laughs> it's um, like a training droid of some kind. Right. Of this, I think this droid, if I'm not mistaken, I just read it, y'all, sorry, but um, this droid... Um, it, the reason he gets thrown off the cliff and stuff, too, is because this droid, like, runs at Vader. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I will destroy him, Master. No yeah. worries. You know, and, like, just charges him and then <laughs> flies. Yeah. He gets thrown off himself. But, yeah, but, I mean, Vader is using the parts of that droid as it's sitting here talking about how he'll never be, he'll never <laughs> win and all this other kind of stuff. And Vader's literally picking him apart piece by piece. I know. Um, but it reminded me of another Sith. Um, shoulder, yeah, uh, in Clone Wars, uh, Darth Maul. So, if you've seen the Maul arc in Clone Wars, you know that he comes becomes a, a crazy spy, half spider kind of robotic thing, um, under this junkyard planet. Terrifying. <laughs> um, but one thing that he mentions later in the series is that he used his master's training to survive. Um, uh, basically, willed himself in the Force in order to survive, and the Force is what created his mechanical limbs um which was really interesting because it was as if the same thing was happening to vader right because we don't ever see 
I'm sure there's something out there, maybe, but I don't remember ever seeing any parts where the Jedi are able to look and breathe. But obviously, none of them are mechanical, but, well, some of their hands are. <laughs> <laughs> but we never see anybody have to rebuild stuff like that. Right. Other than the one time we saw Infila building that, yeah, like, Padawan trap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, as, as far as that goes, I mean, I, I thought that was really interesting, kind of a callback to, I mean, not an intentional callback, I'm sure, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, I, I thought that was interesting that there, the assist will to live is so great that through the force they can find a way, whether it be mechanical, things like that. So, I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, but in this issue, Vader gets the best of Enfila. Uh, by using his humanity, or humanity, his his Jedi way, basically uses the Jedi in him against him, because um, he find because and Fila thought he had him dead and all that kind of stuff, and then he follows him into the town, uh, and then they meet up on top of a critical city infrastructure, a dam, say the least. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was like water on one side, houses on the other. Yeah, which terrible design but <laughs> right um <laughs> regret uh, but yeah so i mean they're met with some guards up there while they're fighting and everything and vader uses that to his advantage um pushes and them off. yeah starts to push them off uh and fila goes to grab them and is holding them and everything and then uh vader starts to crush the dam around them and uh basically cause the city to flood and Enfila's freaking out, so no, no, and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, not only and, is he freaking out, but he's, like, pleading. He's like, yeah. no, like, please, this is between me and you. Please don't do this to them. Yeah. Like, they did nothing to you. He's like, it's not about them. And Vader says it's always been about them. Right. Um, and then he goes through, and with Enfila being distracted, ends up killing Enfila, throws him off the dam, and on top of that, floods the entire town and gets the lightsaber. Like, the biggest KO ever. Right. <laughs> and I think that's a, tar- a really good turning point, too, because obviously we've already seen Vader, but, you know, we only see him really defeat those guys that were heating his ship, so obviously he's going to mm-hmm. def- kill them, the clones. But then we see this side of Vader um, just kill all these innocent people. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's not going to show any... Well, we never see the remorse side of it, if he has any, but... Since he's See, and I don't think he, don't. I don't think he does have any remorse in it. And I feel like him doing these massive, heinous acts um, of just mass murder, right. I feel like is him working towards that more machine than man. Um, I'm where sure he's, he is. he's lost himself entirely uh, because he doesn't really ever come back around as Anakin until Return of the Jedi. At the very last moment when he's dying um, with Luke. That's his one redemption right there is he saves his son. Right. Um, And so with all that, I mean, I I don't feel like he feels any remorse. I feel like like it's part of him saying that this is who I am. Yeah. And this is what's going to happen from now on. Yeah, I think that goes back to episode... I think that goes back to... um, Issue? I think that goes back to issue one, too, where we first see the interaction between... um, Palpatine and Vader and he tells him that he's been given a gift mm-hmm. and to circle this all around you know uh, he tells him that he can use pain to use the pain or he can die mm-hmm. and I think at that point with between him and this uh, Afila and Fila sorry mm-hmm. him and Fila 
I think this is his use the pain or die mm-hmm. kind of situation. And so he's like, I'm going to use the pain that I have and mm-hmm. I'm going to use it to my advantage and I'm not going to die. It so feels, that's why he yeah, literally kills everyone else. These four issues feel like the end of an arc. Um, and then going forward from that, I'm really excited to see what happens with issue five um, and the story overall. Um, I, I've absolutely loved it. I, it feels too short, to be honest. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> but I mean, I, I like it though because it leaves you wanting more. Um, it does. I mean, yeah. like I would read one comic, and uh, and I, I'm gonna tell y'all, I I collect comics, but honestly, I've never really read, really and truly, like half you the have, ones though. that I have. Not really. I started Civil War, and yeah. I didn't get very far, and uh, <laughs> I wanted to collect them still because I wanted the whole thing, but they got harder and harder to find, so I kind of quit. Um, but then I think you've bought me, like, a Harley Quinn comic. I think I have a couple of Batgirl comics. Um, I have a few comics here and there, and I'm just really bad at reading them, um, which I can't even lie. Batgirl was confusing. Sorry. Different story, different different time. Um, but I really... I really did enjoy these, and I think I do want to continue reading with you, even if I can't, um, even if I can't share my awesome thoughts, you know, with we'll you guys. We'll have to have you back on the on the book club for yeah, sure. Yeah, I would love to because I definitely want to continue with Vader because I know you'll be buying him anyway. So, oh well, yeah. And you live in my house, so. <laughs> I thought you lived in my house. No, it's my house. <laughs> Silly you. <laughs> Our house. <laughs> All right, so do you have any last thoughts on the series? Um, I don't think so. Um, I guess, um, it was good. I liked it. Um, I guess if there's anything that, I mean, I'll be keeping an eye out, and I know you will be too, and you'll tell me, but if there's anything you guys noticed that maybe we didn't touch on, um, in this episode, let us know. Tell us what you think, if you feel like, um, if you felt like something was portrayed in a different way or anything, let us know your thoughts on it. We would love to read them. We're just, we like, we like Star Wars. We like anything Star Wars. So we're always down for theories and uh, different takes on how you feel, how things make you feel. Absolutely. And you can find us online on all of our social media platforms at Kessel Run Weekly. Um, We are mainly on Instagram and (laughs) <laughs> we're mainly on instagram and facebook we're working on our twitter it's getting there um so thank you to anybody who has joined in on our twitter here recently we really appreciate it and now all the new followers from our facebook i think we had uh, 57 new followers this week which is insane um so thank you guys so so much um we really enjoy talking back with you guys and everything just like kristen said i love seeing your comments uh, talking star wars with you every day uh, it's really awesome. I, I don't want to have to wait to do a podcast to talk to you guys. Um, I love talking to you all all the time. Um, so you can catch us at uh, KesselRunWeekly.com. Um, and so t- until next time, guys, my name is Danny. I'm Kristen. And may the Force be with you. 